Hello. Uh, my name's Brian, and I've come here from the canal. I've been in Wolverhampton today, and I'm wondering what's going on because I saw this shed by the canal, and it looked like there was a light on inside it, and I wanted to find out what's going on. So, who are you? Hi, Brian. I'm Steve Lee. I'm a uh, I'm a, a scientist from the University of Cambridge. And what's you doing in this shed here? Well, together with my uh, friend and colleague, Dr. Nick Evans, we have a little chat about science. Why are you doing that then? Well, we just, we think it's interesting and hope other people will think the same. Well, that sounds absolutely busting. <laughs> can like, can I listen in for the rest of this today? You can, you get one every two weeks, but you can enjoy this one right now. Wicked, can't wait, mate. Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need? Petri, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting. So what have you been up to, Steve? How are you doing? I'm all right. How's the lab? It's doing well, yep. I'm trying to finish our paper, Nick. Oh, yeah. We're very close to submitting the paper. We should come back to that a bit later. Which is podcast... Three, I think, uh, or five? Two, I think. Okay, we actually spoke about... I think about... it was podcast two. Yeah, so episode two, people should go back and listen to it, but we spoke about podcast about a paper that Nick and I began working on uh, seven years ago now, because uh, it was six years ago, but now it's seven years ago, because we just clicked over. It's great, isn't yeah. it? But we're really, we're really ready to submit it, aren't we, Nick? Oh, I think so. I'm waiting for you. I think it falls uh, in your call. It totally, totally is my fault. I've been a bit of that. Steve's pretty busy, though. I found out today, quite outrageously... Because Steve had some problems getting down here to do the podcast, so he's about two hours later than he he said he would be, primarily due to Southwest Rail. Yeah, um, but I'm here though. He's here in the end. But um, I was trying to get Steve. Well, I was saying to Steve, well, why don't why don't you just stay over? We can. I'm cooking a roast. I've bought a joint of beef. Um, we can have a bottle of wine. We can have some fun. And Steve says no. He's got to go back tonight. It's very boring because he's holding a lab meeting with his lab members. At 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah. So Steve is officially one of the insane PIs <laughs> that I've I... Become... Yeah, so I, I feel like I don't know him anymore. Right. Well, I don't do it very often, but it's all the only time I've got, so... So I have to do it. Don't that's you? what those Science insane. Science. That's what those insane PI say. There, they say, "Oh, I can't possibly do it another time. I've got no time to hold it together. Send it some time. I've got two words to say to you, Steve. Yeah. Athena Swan. Yeah, I know. I don't tell anyone. Actually, we shouldn't put this out because I'll get in trouble. I got in trouble the other day because I organised some of the seminars for the um, for the department. So for those of you who don't know, quite often you have people that kind of come and give a talk from a different university doing a different bit of research. And um, I got, and we have ours at four o'clock on a on a Tuesday, and we always have that. So someone comes and they gives us gives a speak uh, gives a gives a talk about the research, and then we have a little Q and A. And I got in trouble because it finishes at five, and apparently that's too late. For well, Athena Swan. Just for people, so people listening to this may not know what Athena Swan is. So right. um, essentially, um, the universities have been. The, the idea is to encourage universities to more, be more inclusive to people who have Indeed. maybe families and, you know, a life. No, no, a life normal, normal people. people. <laughs> so the idea is that for people, for, for women and men who have childcare issues, 
you shouldn't do things like hold a meeting at 7am on a Monday because it's totally impractical for most people's lives. Yeah. And meetings shouldn't start till sort of after half nine and they should be sort of wrapped up by 4.30. So there's kind of core core hours. So it's all a sort of inclusive way of working. And the, the Which universe... I wholeheartedly support, by the way. I... Oh, good, good. Yeah. So the university... Before you go on and trash me. <laughs> by holding a meeting at 7am, of course he's supporting. Anyway, so they, they basically the universities can get star ratings or they get bronze silver gold mm. it's actually faculty based so it's like within universities yeah so by doing things like having sort of career work we have silver in the chemistry department in we've got silver in medicine yeah. in south but i think bronze well. basically you just have to fill in the form it's pretty yeah everyone starts off on bronze i don't actually know anyone who's got gold no anyway so silver means yeah you're doing it so you're being and, and like it, it enables you, you might have workshops about work-life balance. Yeah. You know, you're kind of making an effort yeah. to, to acknowledge that people have lives and careers. <laughs> and they need what are you some, trying to say, Nick? What are you trying to say? Yeah, I know I shouldn't do it. It's, not, it's often not compatible, though, with the rigours of um, an academic career because it's really hard out there and you've it's, got to work really it's, hard. It is a little bit ahead. difficult, isn't it? Because, because there's all these kind of... Um, uh, you know, you, you you know expectations in in labs of like when people should be working and how they should be working and what they should be doing, and it's difficult because obviously you want to support that and you think that it makes sense that um, that you only you work in reasonable times that you have holidays and all this kind of normal things, but it generally you find that people that work more generally succeed more (laughs) so so if you so on one hand you're telling people take time off and but then if you look at actually the people that are successful in academia they don't right so it's a a bit of a mixed bag at least you're kind of crazy pi people at least they're honest at least they're like yeah of course i work all the time what else am i going to be doing like no one else is going to do it you know have you ever had a lab meeting on a saturday no but i've I've, I've really thought about it See, yeah. I would never even think about doing a lab you know, meeting on a Saturday You know, when we were in um, Stanford, there is an a, a, a academic uh, in the chemistry department in Stanford who will definitely remain nameless for this. I think I know who it is. But, but he, he used to... Um, there's many of them. It's not just one or two. Yeah, sure. Like, it's I've very heard common. plenty of stories. There's a guy, a friend of mine, who's come back to work in the UK. He was working with a very, a, quite a well-known guy in the field of regenerative medicine. And yeah. always the lab meetings were at the crack of dawn on the Saturday well, morning. He, 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 doesn't, he didn't come into the lab on a Saturday, this particular um, person. But he would expect everyone to be in the lab on a Saturday. And at some point during that Saturday, he would ring the lab. And then he would ask for the phone to be passed round one at a time to each of the members to prove that they were, at, they were there. Can you imagine desk. this happening in any other... <laughs> It's totally insane. Yeah, and but all that all that all that happened is everyone like went out and had a few beers on Friday, and they came in hungover, and they just sat there and watched like Netflix or whatever or YouTube, uh, and just until this particular PI rang, and then they were like, all right, boss. You can probably like get around that these days. You can patch them through on Skype, or there'd be <laughs> some true. way of getting around it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Well, you could just record everyone's voice. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> hello, <laughs> like Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah, exactly. with a stereo and the snoring man. Maybe that's what you'd do. You'd engineer like a body. It'd be sort of, it'd be As like a open. dummy sort of crouched over a bench, like with a, with a, with a lab coat Weeping. draped over it. And there'd be a piece of string going to the door. It'd be slowly sort of stumbling backwards and forwards, yeah. like pipetting something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Um, right, should we get on to talk about some science? <laughs> I thought this is science. Oh, okay. I'm enjoying talking about oh, it. Fair enough. Anyway, so you're going to be heading back 
Um, yeah, I'm going to be heading early back. tonight. And uh, can I convince you otherwise? No, you can't. I've well, why don't you have a Skype meeting? You could do it. Uh, you could do it remotely. Can't, Nick. We've got the internet. Look, here. Stop it. No, I, I've seen how long it takes to make a podcast with you. you your internet's crap. <laughs> <laughs> it takes slow. like 25 minutes to, to upload be, a pic. To yeah, to be fair, it's slow on the upload, but it's reasonably quick on the, the other stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, good. Well, hopefully uh, I'll... Let's let's concentrate on making the best podcast we can make in the short time we have. <laughs> Nick. Oh, Steve, I've had an interesting um, experience this week. Ooh. Experience. It, yeah, it was really... It was one of the most entertaining things that's ever happened to me in my working you mean, life. You mean like professionally or just Just, just in my total, working life. Just in your working life, okay. It, it was up there as well with like... It was so almost not like, Nick, Nick down the pub, Nick. You mean like the, Dr. Nick Evans, Associate Professor at Southampton University? No, across my whole professional right, life. Right, okay. And actually, it's a, I, would have, I would have happily... I, could, I imagine... It's like the audio equivalent of clickbait. <laughs> You'll never guess what happens next. <laughs> We should just we shouldn't talk about it next week. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so um, yeah, I felt like I should have paid money, but we. So to start at the beginning, I'm a, I'm a member of this group called it's called Fortisnet at Southampton. Yeah. So um, this group, it's kind of like it's basically research and company. It tries to get academics and researchers and other what we call stakeholders, people with an interest. Yeah. Um, in a field of research together to try and interact, to apply for grants or to start oh, so, new so collaborations. The, the, these are um, uh, like industry people as well as... It, uh, yeah, industry uh, and all kinds of different okay. people there. So the people that I work with from the Ministry of Defence as well and things like that. Right. So they all come together and it's the, the central theme is um, it's kind of orthopaedics okay. and um, orthotics and prosthetics. Yeah. So either devices that might be implanted in the body to improve joint function, so it's like skeletons basically, mm -hmm. like artificial knees and hips, think that sort of thing. <clears throat> but also orthotics, so things that might be worn outside the body to improve body function, or you know, all the way from wheelchairs to okay. to artificial. So probably legs. quite a diverse set of people then. You know, oh, it's really yeah. diverse of people, and actually really top people, and it's quite an exciting group of people to have in a room. I mean, you've got people all the way from biologists, people doing stem cell stuff, all the way through to you know, people who make wheelchairs. Right. So it's quite interesting. But um, they it's the second meeting that they've had, and it was a bit of a coup this year, because they managed to get in Supervet. I don't know who that is. So Supervet is a guy um, called Noel Fitzpatrick. Right. He's a vet. He's, he's presumably a TV show. Is this? He's a TV show. Yeah. It's called The Supervet. It was initially called The Bionic Vet. It was on the BBC, and it's been running on Channel 4 for about right. six or seven years. So if you watched uh, Channel Four, you might see it's I like a TV, it's like know. a fly on the wall in a veterinary. I'm practice. too busy having meetings at seven a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Super Vets there. That's exciting. Super Vets there. Were right. you a bit starstruck? Um, no, because I, actually I don't watch Super Vets either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I know of him. Right. And I've seen clips and I'm aware of who he is and everything. So I didn't really know what to expect. So you've got to imagine this meeting. Yeah. It's quite a dry academic meeting. Mm -hmm. People Pretty are giving many of those. Yeah. Know, that, know how that works. Yeah. yeah. People are giving talks about who they are and right. what their research is, and yeah. generally it's graphs. Lots of lots of probably uh, like slightly graying men wearing shirts and jeans, like tucked in. There is was that, some of that yeah. going on, but there's also quite a lot of suity type people because uh, it's an industry thing. Ah, of remember. course, they yeah. do like. Yeah. So there was a lot of those sorts of people. Um, all very nice. I had a, it was a really nice day in general. Come on, Nick, what happened? <laughs> so basically, so <laughs> Noel Fitzpatrick's there. So people listening to this podcast may have may have heard of him. 
So he's a vet. Just to give you a bit of background about what he does, he runs a practice uh, veterinary referrals unit in okay. Surrey, and they do um, they do orthopedic surgery generally on right. animals. So if an animal like has breaks cancer its in its bone, breaks its leg, gets squashed, yeah. he kind of like basically rebuilds oh, your is, dog. You can tell this is a great uh, <laughs> TV show. Re- re- so do they play Sigaross a lot? <laughs> like what Sigaross? You know, I don't that, get that, it. That song that was on everything when the, like the, the dog finally gets better and like has this little <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah very emotional yeah, post rock yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. I see what you mean. Anyway, so um uh yeah he he's been doing this for quite a number of years and it's been quite successful and he's he's been on TV. So often what happens is he fits these ridiculous. Um, orthotic or prosthetic devices to dogs like they, a new leg yeah they've got like a, an artificial leg these dogs right. are walking running around and then rover comes in and the family are happy again exactly right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It. cures the animals so he does all this type of stuff so he he came along and our current vc is a guy called sir christopher snowden who used to be the vice chancellor at surrey university university okay. of surrey in guildford and he was the VC, I think, at Surrey when um, this guy, Noel Fitzpatrick, set up a vet practice there. In Guildford. So he, he established a new, sorry, not a vet practice, a, a veterinary school. So they've known each other. They've known each other. There's history. There's so bad I think, blood. I think, I can... No, 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 there's no bad blood. <laughs> okay. They love each other. Okay. He kept saying what a great man. He, this was, oh, I'll come to this in a minute. Yeah. So basically, <clears throat> it was a bit of a coup to get him. And right. he came along and gave this two talks. Yeah. Were they oh, good? Oh my god! Right, they, so they blow, blow, they uh, blow them out the water. Uh, just so I was setting the scene a minute ago, was it like a TED talk. <laughs> oh, it was, it was like, it was like <laughs> nothing I've seen. It was, it was a TED talk. Okay, so the person that's just finished has just come up and said, done like, like a really boring PowerPoint. They've done a really boring They've all of, all of is, the all of the slides don't work and they don't this, match. No, and no, the no. Fonts this is part of it. They did two two talks. One about very practical talks about prostheses. Yeah, prosthetic devices. Um, another one on being a pr- prosthetist, yeah, fitting them and things like okay. that. And he, in comes the super vet. Like, bam! It's time. It's time. It's time for so the big guns. He's like, he looks dishevelled. Right? The super vet does. The super vet looks. He's badly right. shaven. He's wearing sort of black shirt, black jeans. Not ironed. He's totally dishevelled. Hasn't right. been. Okay. Looks a bit like you. Just comes Is that what in you're and he's like, "Hello, guys! <laughs> Hello, everybody!" Hey! He starts shouting and like gesticulating, <laughs> yeah. right? And he starts giving this what must be a talk that he's done a few times before. But he's a consummate showman and also extremely controversial and happy to be controversial. And he's been relatively successful in being that Hugely way. Hugely successful. Right. So first of all, he tells he hasn't slept for three days. That's his opening That's his gambit. Own. And he shows a picture of himself lying down in a lecture room in the University of Bradford where he slept for two hours before giving a presentation there the previous day before he came to Southampton not having slept again. Sounds, yeah. He's walking around. So I, I was sitting at the front, just, you know, just yeah. randomly. I happened to be sitting in the front. He would walk past me, sort of knock me out of <laughs> the way, walk down the middle of the room. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was so fantastic. Yeah. But he did present a lot of stuff. He had opinions about things. Really, really, really strong opinions. Okay. All right. So first of all, he's built his career on putting these prosthetic devices into dogs and innovating. So he's very keen to stress that he's yeah. been innovating and he, he's designed a lot of these things yeah. himself. Right. You know, and his, his real mantra is these can help people. Oh, right. right. So he wants to actually tran- transition them from fixing Fido's leg to fixing people's legs. Exactly. Okay. And he's got... That's quite a noble thing to do. It is. And I actually agree. I mean, he was 
It was, right. fant- it was fantastic, Steve. Right. You've got I no bet idea. you were loving it. Did it were you, were you all he little... was saying he was saying things. You know, he was he was. Um, there's all these orthopedic surgeons, right. so you know, high profile surgeons proper, yeah, in the proper room. grown-ups. Yeah, you know, and he was saying 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 things like, six years ago, six million people didn't know what I do." Now they do because I'm on telly. Nobody will know what you guys do because you're not on the telly. <laughs> that's cr- that's harsh, but he probably was, true. He was picking people out of the room as well. Surgeons said, you, Case Ruth. studies. He was saying things like, oh, I can't. He, he, was, he was basically saying, are you getting jealous? I put a orthopedic, talk about this highly yeah. complex bit of surgery. And I put it in a dog. Look at the dog. He clicks, clicks the button. The dog's walking around, jumping yeah. up a wall. Are you jealous? Are you jealous now? <laughs> All this like high alley controversial. Wow! And he was click bitter. here to know more. He was kind of bitter because he'd been wanting. So his central concept, which I liked, yeah, he wants to try and test more things on, on animals through veterinary practice. Okay. So at the moment, a lot of what's tested is done on laboratory animals. Uh-huh. So this is a serious point. So you get like a lab animal and you make it make it ill. Yeah. You give it an injury, and then you try and introduce your technique. Well, he was saying you take things that are already ill and. So you're not absolutely. Yeah, so you're not, so you're was, not taking healthy animals, and he and... was saying that rather than do that, you've got cohorts of dogs in vet practices, and you could look at you know a hundred dogs that had osteosarcoma. So that's cancer of the yeah. bone. When they lose a load of bone, they've got to have a leg chopped off. You could try it on them, and then you could sort of show the data in that manner. Seems reasonable. It is reasonable, and he was he was basically bitching that there was no interact because he's a vet. No one gives a shit about what he says. Oh, you mean in the academic and he showed community. a picture of what they thought about what he was, and it was just he was lying on some hay with his hands stuck up the cow's ass, basically. So he's saying, "This is what you guys think of me. You don't engage, you know." And right, all this so stuff. He's so really giving people really confrontational, amazing, totally confrontational. And were you loving of, it? Were you like, were you? Was I it was, one of those things? I that, felt, were you in the moment? You're like, you're like, this is happening now. This is. I, I'm. This I was, is, I'm, I'm experiencing I a. I wouldn't a, say. I wouldn't say that I was loving it. I was kind of feeling sort of embarrassed and exposed. <laughs> like you wanted to get up and right put, just put him, put him one of those like, um, well, like survival sure blankets. Because I was making notes. Like I wrote down a few of his quotes and I was I was yeah. half the time thinking, he's suddenly going to grab my book off me and say, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you writing here? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. but he, um, wow. he was very, very inspiring. I mean, just, just an example of some of the... The things he says, he's, he was talking about the people that he works with in his practice. So this is another thing. You'd get on with him. He's a workaholic, works 16-hour really? days Good. and has no Good life. Effort. Good effort. <laughs> yeah. He sleeps Are you jealous? He's got a bed and a lamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like he makes... So I've I've heard from someone else because he's, he's interacted with the uh, orthopaedic community right. to do research. He publishes a lot of papers. He does things like he'll have a surgery planned for yeah. 8 a.m. the next morning, right? So you're ready to go in 8 a.m. in the morning. He's manic the night before. He'll phone people up at 2 or 3 a.m. and get everyone in to do the surgery because he wants to do it at 3 a.m. in the morning. Because he's like excited in. about it. Yeah, and I'll come back to this in a minute. But That's someone awesome. else I know is his, um, thinking about working there. And um, I think the general consensus is that if you go and work for him, you have to it's do expected. It's his way or the you, highway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got hundreds of applicants. That's what he says. Anyway, and he says things like, you know, um, I want to be surrounded by beautiful gold nuggets that permeate the light of hope into the world. Wow. You can put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Does a 13-year-old kid watch all creatures great and small? Or do they watch Supervet? You tell me. <laughs> they watch Supervet. 
I'm on the telly. A friend of mine counted how many times he said, I'm I'm on the telly. It was eight times. Why is he super? Other than the fact, is there anything, he's just a vet. Like, is, there, is there anything other than the fact he works no, 16 he hours is, a day? Or gen- he is. Uh, I, I totally... He's like a really good vet. He's, I don't know whether he's a, a good standard vet, but he's a referrer. He does his specialist. Right. And he's innovative, and he does things that nobody else has done. Like, he's pioneered the use of ITAP. So this is a technique where if someone loses a leg, yep. often what happens is you you have a prosthetic leg. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've got a, you've got your stump... Yep. So your leg ends in the stump, and then you have a socket, and the, the, the thing goes in there. And that's that's really problematic in many cases because you get sores and things. It's uncomfortable. Okay. The skin deteriorates because of the load. So there's right. a lot of stress on it. That soft tissue is not designed to hold. Yep. So there's a technique using osseointegration, which actually you use in your teeth. Right. When you have an implant in your teeth, they put a piece of metal into the, into the, the bone, bone in your, your, your mandible or your yep. maxilla, the, yep. the two bones in your jaw. And that sticks out the skin and you can screw on a tooth. Yeah. All right. So they've tried to do the same thing in bones. I've seen this. Yeah. So sometimes I, I was on an airplane actually the other day and there was a guy there that was, that had a, um, uh, that was missing a leg and he, uh, he had that. So you can, he has like a little, like kind of metal peg sticking out the end of his, of his stump. And he was, I was kind of talking to him about it and he was just saying he had, that it was a kind of relatively new addition. Apparently he just, just had that and it was actually much better. Um, so I think it does it does work right. With people. They they're much. I mean, they for people who've had amputation. I think the consensus is that for comfort and for m- movement, yeah, they're much far superior because you've got a direct uh, mechanical interface with your own skeleton. with the bone. Yeah, yeah, and you basically the metal sticks out as you were saying, and you yeah. can screw on different sorts of upgrades. Yeah, Super like humans. you know. Yeah, so a foot, a yeah. blade, tin opener maybe. Tin opener. Screw, screw, yeah. whatever you Rackle want. player. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he's pioneered that in dogs and cats and things. Okay. So there's cats with these things sticking out the end of the bone with a with an implant on. Yeah. And there are clinical trials underway to look at them. The, the main problem with them is because it's sticking out through the skin, there's a, the, the tissue is open. Right. It's like a, what's called a stoma, an opening of yeah, yeah. tissue. Yeah, so you've got, it's like a, you've got a wound, basically. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so a lot of them get infected. So that is the challenge. Yeah. There is a group. So what does, what does SuperVet think? Superbet loves them. He thinks they're the best. This was the other thing. Somebody else, change. somebody yeah. else had just given a talk on press, prostheses, right? And he was, you know, they it's, were in the past. Prostheses, you know, sorry, stump fitting, right. is in the past. So it was a little. You've bit... Got to get with the times. Shape yeah. up or ship out. But basically, I like this. I like he, the cut of this guy's jib. He was. I mean, but he's also. I felt a little bit. You know, he was too sure of himself. But you can see how he's been selected to be that way, right? Because basically he, like, shouts a lot and then he goes to Channel 4 and they say, oh, we love this guy. He's really good on camera and he shouts a lot and seems to know what he wants to do. Let's give him a load of money. And then he gets successful for shouting a lot and then, like, it's a kind of big positive feedback loop. I think so, but I think he's quite successful and a lot of people go to see him. You know, he doesn't... He's got no family. All of He says all of his money is going to be given to this thing called the Human Animal Trust. Right. Which is this... Uh, organization oh, she's trying awesome to build thing. in re- 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 reciprocal something or other I right. a word for it reciprocity which is the idea that you you know you can build new human medical treatments by working with vets basically well, so, that, um, that seems fantastic. like a reasonable idea it was yeah so um highly entertaining totally overawing yeah i haven't even got to the best bit okay <laughs> So the the, the, the the thing at the end, so one of my colleagues... So this is his big, big closer. 
So one of my colleagues, Cameron, who I I know very well, sits next to me at, at work. All right. He so he says it's okay to to talk about it. But basically, he wants to be an intern in Noel. He's a vet, Ooh. so he does work at the moment. He wants a piece of the pie. He wants to get under the the super vet. He wants to be involved. Wing. Yeah. He yeah. wants to be. He wants to. Yeah. He wants to learn from from the, <laughs> from the best. <laughs> well, they are doing stuff which yeah. no one else is doing. So he he um he'd come to the day to meet him at the end. Right. Just sort of. He says, "Where's uh, where's Cameron?" And then he spots Cameron was in the next room watching, <laughs> and he spots him. So he says, "Cameron, what? come come up here." He gets mid- a chair. So he walks to the back of the room, picks a yeah. chair, carries it over everyone's heads. Puts it at the front of the room, right in front of where I was sitting. Right. Sits Cameron down and gives him an ad hoc interview. In front of everyone. Just inter- just ask him, oh what God. do you want? What do you want? <laughs> so he said, well, that's not very intimidating, so, yeah. is it? That seems totally he relaxed. He like two or three kinds of questions. Yeah. And he says, and then at the end of it, this <laughs> manic display, he just says, oh my God. great, you've got it, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> to like rapturous applause and everyone's <laughs> No, I don't think anyone knew what to do. That's what he was hoping. Supervet was, super was going to... Is it like a kind of Baptist preacher? Like you're like stand up and walk? Kind of was, like, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. It was exactly like, like, like that. Throw away your crutches. Oh my God. And some of, of the establishment. Other, some of the, become just, with me. Just let me... This is Some of the other quotes I've got okay. here that he said, These a lot of them... Di- uh, directed at the at the audience. Are we just going to get... Is this going to be libel cases we're, we're making? <laughs> no, 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 no. He says... Um, <laughs> we could pummel into the world a hope so bright that it inspires everybody. Wow. All stuff like that. That's great. Time. I like this guy. I want to go All drinking with him. He'd be fun. And he was saying, he was talking How about... How old is he, he, Vet? He's like 48. Oh, so he's, oh, so he's still, got, still, got, still got a lot to do. Unless you're an axe-wielding homicidal <laughs> maniac, something, something must matter to you. I like him. <laughs> I like him. Has he done? Is he done a TED talk? He should I tell a TED you what. Talk. You should, Steve. You should go and see. I'm going to have to go watch. Super I, I found now, it. I? I found it one of the most entertaining, strange. It's like and kind of like, like listeners, quite Nick, inspiring Nick like he's talks like a, I've ever seen. It was amazing. Like, yeah, you do seem like you've had a little like a spiritual awakening. From <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't been spiritually awoken, but I was. I tell you what, I was entertained. Yeah, I was. I was begging for more. <laughs> I was hoping you need to carry on. Standing ovation at the end. Do you remember we went to, I went to Austria. You, you and I met, did. A, I met a guy called Herbie. You did some AFM? I did. Yeah. I also met a guy called Herbie. And Herbie was the musician, right? He was a musician. Yeah. He's got this band See, called... I listen when you talk. <laughs> I don't listen when you talk. I know you don't. Anyway, um, this guy he's got a, he's got a little band, a little project called Brian yeah. Brain. So he let, he sent me a C, he sent us two CDs actually, right? One for you and one for me. Did he really you, send me one? Yeah, I've got it over there. Give I haven't got a CD player. Well, you know, I'm but sure thank, that you thank can you work. very much, Herbie. <laughs> but I thought it'd be nice to play out one of our podcasts oh, that's with one beautiful. of his tunes. Let's totally do nice. that. Yeah. So at the end of this podcast, you'll hear some music. That'll be old Herbie. So yes, well. And you can find him online if you just search Brian Brain. You can find him and and listen to his stuff. It's an excellent album. Why is he Brian Brain? It's just a little... um, It's his his project. Oh, that's what he's calling it. Yeah, I mean, have you heard about musicians? They have like a a band sometimes. Sometimes they call a band something different from like their name. But Brian is the name of a person. Brian Brain. Yeah. Yeah, But it's just a cool name. (laughs) 
Don't diss his name. I'm not. I'm just saying. Okay, but if if, if they were I called like, like Radiohead, that makes sense, right? You know, well, Radiohead's a bit of a sh- crap name to be honest. I prefer Brian Brain. All right, well, let's go and listen to some Brian Brain then. Well, I'll put some on at the end. And well, fade fine. out. <laughs> I'll have to ask his permission first. <laughs> It's a little bit different. Normally, we just sign off on this bit, right? And we just say, oh, we hope they enjoyed it. But we, need, I think we need our listeners' help, Nick. Do we? We need to empower them to help us out a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, they definitely need to help us. Yeah, so one thing we need a bit if of help. If they like us. If, they, if you should like the Science Shed and you want to you spread the joy to other people, do us a favour. So um, if, you go to, if you listen to the, um, the Science Shed through iTunes, um, give us a, uh, a rating. So look, we don't care what it is. It can be good or bad. But if you rate no, us... No, no, It's got to be no, good. No, they can be bad if they don't like it. But what that does is it, it like pushes us up in the um, in the like magic iTunes algorithms. Oh, so yeah. other people will kind of come across our podcast more likely because that's how they rank it. So if anyone's actually listening, it'd be good if you could do that for us. A gift. A gift. A 2017 gift to Nick and myself. Is there a way that they can do it? Yeah. So if you just go on iTunes, there's a little thing at the bottom and you just have to say, like, click one to five stars and you can write something. You don't have to write something. You can if you want. What about for our Android users? I'm not sure. I think it must be the same. But the majority of people listen via iTunes. So Maybe we can leave instructions by tweet later on. We'll leave instructions by tweet. That would be fantastic. And you can follow Steve at The Chemist. No, not The Chemist. Oh, yeah. At Steve The Chemist. Oh, and I'm at at The Evans Lab. And, um, yeah, if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be fantastic, guys. guys. Please do that. And then you'll get more of us. And part of the reason is Steve's beard takes a lot of money to to maintain it's, it's, it's incredibly expensive it's team so of people the more you know, like, success you know, like in, he has you know the that more exactly the beard was gonna can grow. be maintained you know like a, the pit crew uh, like a formula one thing where they have to change the words that's pretty much what it's like it's like you in the morning grooming <laughs> you've so got like, like a team back. of like eight people <laughs> exactly <laughs> or more who come in <laughs> great exactly so if you and i can introduce them on the science shed yeah. if we get enough <laughs> five-star reviews <laughs> oh, all right fantastic. see you later guys see everybody he suffers from hunger Very extensively This man who works so hard Works so hard Of course he need to eat Everything That is what makes food so expensive He needs to work more and more And if he works more, this job is well done Then there will be no more work at fame And he suffers from hunger again You are starving and you cannot work who don't work really really don't eat no bread try dry bread and drink some water follow the 
Try some dry breathing. 